Hello. And recording. We're back. Hey. Welcome back, everybody. I feel like this is a hey y'all. This is the first time I feel like in a long time where we've recorded at like a decent hour where it hasn't been like really late at night for either of us. And it actually feels sure. pretty good. Uh, <laughs> it feels nice. Yeah, I'm like, wow, I'm not like exhausted from the day i'm not you know there's not a billion other things on my mind which there are still a billion other things yeah. on my mind but like at least i'm like oh this is like midday i can take a minute tap in here and then go about the rest of my day kind of nice it would exactly. be glorious that friday's off every every day at my job so if you're, lis- that be if so you're nice? listening my job then Give me Fridays off. I would like Fridays off. Thank you. Exactly. Also, not us telling our listeners that we're recording this on Friday, the same day that it's being released, but oops. <laughs> hey, guys, it's where we're at <laughs> it today. Is. It is. And to be fair, I feel like it's totally good reason. I think it'll mm-hmm. be more fun for our listeners to be like, oh, shit, wait, like I'm hanging out with them right now. Right. I'm like, we might as well um, have gone live. <laughs> that is a fair point that is a very fair point but you know i mean you was in disney last week you needed to decompress mama i did need to decompress so it was who goes on vacation and then immediately turns well my dad does um most people i know but you went on vacation and went to work as soon as you got back like there wasn't even a 12 hour no breaking point no yeah it, it was as soon as i got back and i thought i was doing the right thing by having my like busy vacation days where I did my fun things like in the beginning part of the week and then having the week like Saturday Sunday of like chill days you know just kind of lay low hang by the pool do some like shopping um which I thought was going to be enough rest but it wasn't because then we had you know flight delays and bag delays and all that stuff so then starting work on Monday was terrible and I just didn't get caught up throughout the week and my house is a mess and my mom had COVID. So I was also taking care of her and I didn't know she had COVID. Yeah, my mom got COVID. So the test came back positive yesterday. No, she tested positive on like Monday, Monday, like two, oh. Monday or Tuesday. Yeah. As soon as, got soon it, as got we it, got, got back, it. as soon as we got back, she tested positive. Actually, we got back Sunday. She tested negative and then she took the test again on Tuesday. So the test on Tuesday, Tuesday. Was positive. that's when we talked but I was pretty sure it was positive Monday she just didn't want to test that day for some reason but she she took an at home and a PCR on Tuesday so yeah my mom's had COVID this week so I've been taking care of her while also working while also trying to get back into the life of an actor and auditioning and self tapes while also trying to be you know the best podcast co-host that I can be and friend that I can be (laughs) and it's been a lot but you know we are here and we are making it through and that is why we are recording this on a Friday and you will hear this probably an hour or two after we finish tonight yeah 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 yeah. (laughs) you know on your drive home from work you know while you laying on the couch ain't nothing coming on tonight unless does big brother come on Fridays no no right Uh -uh. Maybe a little Drag Love Race. Island episode, but I Drag Race comes on Drag tonight. Race. Okay, it's yeah. the celebrity. Love season. Island UK might be a little. Oh, moment. that's a Friday. Okay. Um, I th- well, they have an episode that comes out every day, but who's <gasps> playing with us? Because the season ended on August first. Yeah, it's it's like Big Brother, where it's you know how Big Brother has multiple episodes a feeds. week, but if you want, uh-huh, yeah. you can look at the live feeds. So essentially, because Love Island is live feed style. There's an episode mm-hmm. to watch every single day, but the season ended on August 1st, I believe. In the UK, I believe oh. the finale aired on 
the first, which means it's now the fucking 12th and they right. still have not released the last like seven or eight episodes. And the, la- the finale oh. is going to be released on Hulu on the 16th. Um, and so I'm over here like, bitch, you're telling me I'm just for 14 days avoiding spoilers by the right. grace of God. How huh? how am I supposed to do this? Yes. Oh, no. Absolutely yes. not. I've turned on them live feeds quick last night after Big Brother ended because I said, I need to know who wins this HOH right now. Yeah, right now. Because yeah, yes, I ain't got time to wait until next Wednesday. What yeah. the fuck? No, I don't have time. I'm so upset. So um, hopefully, oh, shit. Uh-oh. What? I just got an exciting text. For, okay, so my friend Savvy, uh-huh. former roommate, yes, bestie, resident love. white girl who listens to our podcast. Uh-huh. Um, she just found out that she might be. She does a, a music channel, right. YouTube I, music I know about reactions. This mu- yes, album reactions. Yes, yeah, so yeah, great. Exactly. So hey, Sav on YouTube, mm-hmm. go watch her. She is great. We love her. Um, but she might be doing her first major YouTube campaign with a major label. Ooh. She just found out. I was like, that's big nigga Ooh, shit. Hey. That's exciting. Wow. That is amazing. Just got the text. That is amazing. Um, Congrats. But other than that, uh, I'm, I'm really hyped for, no, I'm not really hyped for this weekend. I kind of am. Mm. I'm kind of scared. What's I'm happening? going to a... I'm going to a Hollywood party tomorrow with Sanaya. Ooh, that'll be fun. Give us all the deets. Uh, when, so, where, the time, location. I'm just kidding. <laughs> so actually, we don't know the location yet. They said that they, like, we find out the location today. They were like, we'll send you an email the mm. day before the party letting you okay. know where the location is. It's um, Marseille Martin's uh, birthday party, yeah. her 18th birthday celebration. Oh, the girl young black girl from uh-huh. blackish mm-hmm. um so we are going to celebrate her tomorrow and the theme is shrek or chic Ooh, shrek or chic they sent us a fucking style i guy, was like bro. i hope there was a mood board i hope that yes you know. it was like four pages yeah. a fucking canva presentation yeah. that they sent us yeah. when sanaya sent me this and i was like bro i was gonna wear cargo pants bruh right. Right. And they sent us stuff with like gowns, oh. Met Gala looks, oh. old Hollywood, oh. corsetry. Wow. Uh, that nigga from Bridgerton was up there. I was like, what? Oh. I thought you said Sh- Shrek right. or Chic. Right. So I got a little lime green kind of corseted moment. We'll see Cute. if I pull it off. I'm going to wear Converse because, you know, I can't I can't wear heels right now. Uh-huh. Yeah. Because I'm in physical therapy. So we'll right. see if I pull this outfit off. Okay, we I'm shall sure. See. I can't wait to see the, the photos on the gram, whatever <sighs> comes up. I'm excited. Uh, apparently, like, Marseille Martin's birthday parties every year are, like, the Hollywood moments oh. to, like, okay. not to miss. Like, everybody be there. The Daniel Kaluuya's, the Tracy Ellis Ross's, the Cardat, oh. like, okay. I'm like, bro, she until tomorrow has been a child right. for the last few years. A child. Why are all y'all? Why are there forty-year-olds right. at this child's sixteenth birthday party? She be but I also because I be seeing her TikToks and stuff, and she be uh, doing all the yeah. things. And she's ready to be an adult, bro. Oh, yeah. When I say, when we were at the BET Awards and I saw her, um, in her one of her four or five outfits that mm-hmm. night, sister girl had put on a mini skirt. 
mm-hmm. and had like the the handles of her thong sticking okay. out mm-hmm. with she like a grown. corseted top. I was like, she was like talking about how she was re- then in her speech. I think when she got the Young Star Award, mm-hmm. um, Justice for Sanaya Sydney, mm-hmm. um, she was talking about backwoods. Yeah, bro. Mm-hmm. She is ready to be grown. Okay. She ready to be grown. She, when we went over to like say hey to, I was going to talk to Cynthia and uh, Cynthia Revo and uh-huh. Lena, yeah. Lena Waith, um, and we just crossed paths with her. And she was like, hey, y'all. Um, she was talking to Sanaya and she was like, hey, she looked at me. Uh-huh. My grown nigga ass. And said, aw, hey, sweetheart, how are you? And I was like, huh? Right. Sweetheart. I was like, bro, I'm 10 years your senior. I know know that a lot of people in this community don't realize that I'm grown. Because I played a 14-year-old in that goddamn movie. But I'm, who are you talking to? I'm your elder. Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) So... That's what I'll be doing this weekend. I'm excited to celebrate her. She's a she's a gem. She is a little pocket rocket yeah. superstar of a human being. So that should be that should be dope. And that's where we are on this here Friday. That's where we are on this here Friday. Woo. I did just have my first yawn, but I will sip on this coffee <laughs> that may or may not be a day old. Don't come for me, okay? Um, I didn't finish it yesterday, and I said this is going in the fridge. I respect that. I do that too. When I like get a, a cold brew and the size is a little too hefty for my anxiety. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. When you finish a cold brew and you're like, wow, I might die by yeah. the end of the day. Yeah. So sometimes I'll get like maybe a quarter of the way through my cold brew and I'll just throw it in the fridge and I'll drink it for three days if yeah, I have to. The next day it's perfect. Y'all be keeping oat milk in the fridge. What's the difference? Like, yeah, um, it's the same. It's the same as far as I'm concerned. Anyways, The Bachelorette. <laughs> the Bachelorette. Shall we touch on this Nate drama? Oh, are we going straight in? We get into the episode. Okay, Let's go. I feel like we should. Get it over with. We sh- Let's go. We should hit it and quit okay, so, it because, first of all, go so, for it. Okay, so uh, say I may or may not be clued in onto what I'm going to. I'm going to steal this term from now that I'm in the Big Brother world. I'm going to steal this term from Big Brother, <laughs> and they always say casuals, and I didn't know what that meant for literally until last night. Uh, but they'll be like, they'll be like, oh, the casuals thinking that Joseph is blah, 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 the casual. And I'm like, huh? But what they're saying is the casuals being the people who only watch the show when it comes on TV on Wednesday, Thursday, and Sunday. And then the real Big Brother fans are the people who watch the show and the live feeds. So right now I am a true Big Brother fan because I do watch the live feeds because I work remote and I need something to like be mindless in the background. So I'll turn on the Big Brother live feeds. Um, So say I am a casual, one of the casuals of the the Bachelorette, meaning I watch the show on Mondays and I don't know nothing about anything that happens between Monday and Monday. Until next Monday. I don't be on Twitter. I don't be on, I don't even follow y'all on Instagram. I don't follow Bachelor Data. I don't follow Bachelor Game of Roses. In fact, I don't the fo- only reason I am even here is because I like listening exactly. to y'all talk. I don't even watch exactly. the show. So the Black Chillerettes casuals. Uh, <laughs> y'all, y'all might not know what happened with Nate. So my Kayla, please tell us the tea of what went down this week for the casuals. 
Oh God, I can't believe we even have to talk about this. It's like, it's mess, but it's one of those things where there's a lot at play here, I believe. So Mm -hmm. for our Black Trillerettes casuals, okay, that is new Big Brother terminology. I'm telling you right now, (laughs) because the coveted fans of Big Brother back in the day when the show was like A1 Day Sun, like real fucking Mm -hmm. good. The most important fans were the ones that watched it on the Mondays and the Wednesdays but, and but, the But Thursdays. the social media wasn't popping like that back then. Social, exactly. So it's why. like yeah. we didn't watch the live feeds no, because nobody, what was the not everybody had internet. Right. Exactly, <laughs> right. exactly, exactly. So that's fun to know that, that that has changed. I wonder how my mom feels about that. She'd probably feel so disrespected. Mm. Anyways. Mm-hmm. Um, as some of you may or may not know, some information was released, um, quite a bit of information was released about Nate this week, who is a current fan favorite on The Bachelorettes. He is a single father mm-hmm. from Chicago. He is g- very eclectic looking, mm-hmm. okay? My nigga be having pearls around his neck, mm-hmm. safety pins in his ear. Mm-hmm. His twist needs some re- retwisting. Mm-hmm. So we now, at this point uh, uh, in the season of The Bachelorettes, realize that Nate don't do his own hair. Oh, really was hopeful not. that we would see a retwist absolutely at some not. point. Mm-hmm. Maybe a nice little lineup. None of those things are happening. Mm-hmm. Um, so... <laughs> I'm questioning the the look. Uh, I still love the fact that we have somebody with twists Mm -hmm. on the season. I just wish that they had someone to help him properly maintain them. Yeah. Because it's not not getting better. Mm -hmm. Anyways, I digress. A white woman, uh, and I'm just saying that for clarity to differentiate between the two women that have um, come forward, Mm -hmm. recently released a TikTok uh, essentially saying... When you find out the guy that you dated for one and a half years mm-hmm. has a daughter, um, but he kept it a secret from you and you didn't find out until he was announcing it on national television. And then the little rose emoji. Mm-hmm. Um, TikTok went pretty viral. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden, we got Reality Steve coming out the woodwork. And let's start here. We at the Black Chillerettes stay away from reality steve Mm -hmm. that man is irresponsible with information he faces no consequences for his grossly negligent actions Mm -hmm. he is not an actual reporter he does not have prop uh he does not properly vet his sources he's essentially um a white man that sits in the dark in his office somewhere in new jersey Mm -hmm. talking shit making essentially he's made uh, a career off of the tenets of whiteness preying on people and turning that into capital right. using his proximity to uh to power as a means to abuse um and take advantage of people and he also don't be knowing what he's talking mm-hmm. about and on top of that there is so much evidence of him being really just kind of an awful human being not saying that reality steve is like the bane of our existence mm-hmm. or is terrible and Uh, below reproach and has no chance to change or anything but time and time again he has shown that he does not learn from his actions when he perpetuates harm he is a harm perpetuator Mm -hmm. okay he does not reduce harm he does not reduce trauma he does not add anything of um, quality to the community and so we keep our distance Mm -hmm. he also was noted for um, sending some sexually inappropriate messages to mm-hmm. some former contestants so like just mm, right. it's not it's giving gross right and 
we already don't like engaging with uh, whiteness in concept. Correct. So considering he is as white as they come, Correct. we tend to stay away from that toxic white masculinity. He can stay over there. We usually keep our eyes forward. Mm-hmm. However, he is the one who, I guess, kind of helped break the story. The girl's TikTok obviously went viral. And he was like, I've been in communication with her for months. Her friend reached out to me on Twitter saying that at the beginning of the season, she needed to connect me with her friend who dated Nate. He's such a bad guy, etc." Cut to this girl essentially laid out her relationship, sent him a Google Drive photo uh, folder of like 38 photos chronicling Mm. her relationship with Nate. It doesn't seem that it was ever um, clarified that they were actually boyfriend and girlfriend. Like she didn't show anything where he was like, oh, you're my girlfriend. I'm your boyfriend. Um, Apparently there was a time in their relationship where they were considered exclusive but another girl had reached out to her. This is in 2021 when they're dating. Mm-hmm. Um, another girl reached out to her saying she had also been seeing Nate. And this is a young woman of color. She looks black, but I do not want to mm-hmm. presume yeah. um, her ethnicity. But she got a curly fro, fair skinned, giving like mixed pretty mm-hmm. girl. And it seems like she was dating Nate kind of January to March, and that girl was dating Nate until fall of last year. Okay. Doesn't really seem like any of them were exclusive. The energy, even with the, like, I went through the photos and all of that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. It just seemed like, you know, you was messing around with somebody for a year and a half, and she's really upset that he did not disclose to her that he had a daughter. She never went to his apartment. She never, uh, it appears she didn't really meet his family beyond his siblings. Hmm. Um, She never found out he had a kid. She was like, I always knew something was off, but like, I just didn't, I didn't check. And, you know, he was telling me I was the one and that he loved me and, you know, just love bombing me and all of this kind of stuff. And in my opinion, (laughs) and we'll get into this with our post uh, reflecting on this whole situation later this weekend it just looked like she was in a situationship and he had her thinking he was you know he was promising her the moon and he played her right. and he played the other girl mm-hmm. um they were in non-exclusive relationships and he was dating around and he might have been a little dirty about yeah. it yeah it sounds uh, another thing on my mind is do i think it's weird that you're even if in a situationship with somebody for a year and a half not at all to dis, uh, disregard the seriousness of the relationship for that young woman mm-hmm. because she had introduced him to his parent, her parents. She brought him home to Georgia, took him to weddings. Like, this girl went on trips with him. I get it. Mm-hmm. I've been there. Mm-hmm. Um, so this is not at all to disregard her experience. It just it came out as a, oh, he played you. He was never really taking you that seriously. Yeah. And what makes me curious about it is why is this national news now? Right. Why is this a headline in, you know, nationally syndicated magazines? Why is it <laughs> being reported on by, like, actual news outlets? Like, this is not that deep. Yeah. We've had sexual assault allegations, abuse allegations that were proven true, uh, rape allegations, all of these things that have had to be investigated, and they have gotten way less airtime than this. Right. 
why are we so pressed? Is that like, was there some dishonesty? Does it look like there was some infidelity? Was it bizarre that he didn't tell this girl that he had a child after a year and a half? Yeah. Mm-hmm. What business of it is, is it ours? Like, what do we expect from folks that are going on national television to date yeah. <laughs> to, two women? Right. I don't understand why we're always so surprised when this kind of information comes mm-hmm. out when a lot of these contestants have some semblance of a skeleton in their closet. Right. Um, and now Reality Steve is using it as a c- campaign to cancel Nate uh, to show that he is a bad guy. It started going around saying that he's clearly an absent father, hmm. um, has, is, is saying that he's a bad father, and essentially is reducing Nate down to a racial stereotype and trope. Right. Mm-hmm. And is trying to like do anything he can um, to you know cut this this young man at the knees right. and this is not at all me saying oh we just keep putting the we we just keep putting the black man down no Mm-mm. was his behavior shitty hell yeah mm-hmm. absolutely do i understand why it's national news no. no do i understand why someone's child someone's child is being brought into this right. no right what the f- are you are you kidding me mm-hmm. this and something else to consider reality steve goes so hard so fucking hard that it's suspicious on the minorities of color that are um contestants or leads on this show he gets real fucking slap happy Uh and the bias is so so evident yeah he did it to matt Mm -hmm. he did it to taisha we're seeing it with nate and this whole entire bachelor nation as a fan base loves to jump down the throat of people of color that participate in this franchise in any capacity, right. be it you're on the show, be it you were on the show previously, be it you watch the show and you got a goddamn podcast about it. We've seen it. Right. The bias in this this audience base is wild. Mm-hmm. So I'm trying to figure out why are we going so hard on Nate when half of the fucking dudes on this show have had some, some kind of shit like this right. and have not gotten this much flack. Mm-hmm. And people are also like, why the fuck hasn't Nate said anything? He did release a comment on like an Instagram post. He was like, there are two sides to every uh-huh. story responding to someone saying, why are you playing these girls? Yeah. Um, and he was like, two sides to every story. I wish you the best. He right. cannot legally say anything right now. He right. is under contract. He's still on the show. All of his media and press is being controlled by The Bachelor. Mm-hmm. Correct. So what? he can't even speak for himself now. So I just... There's there's bias at play here, um, both outright and implicit. Mm -hmm. There is a curiosity about why this information is being released now. Not not questioning the fact that this girl is definitely hurt by seeing somebody who wronged her (laughs) be on national television and become the apple of America's eye. Like, I'm sure that's not fun. That sounds like my worst fucking nightmare. But why wasn't this released, you know, when he had his first one on one day? Exactly. Two, three weeks ago. Right. You know, the the level of like plotting, planning, the the conniving kind of energy behind that TikTok being released in tandem with Reality Steve's investigation, mm-hmm. air quotes, um, is very concerning. And there are a lot of people that have reached out to us in the, in the DMs saying, you know, I'm a little uneasy about this, especially with this information coming from a white woman. Mm-hmm. Um, 
the young black woman who was also involved, she has not publicly spoken out. She did tell Reality Steve, yo, it's it's cool if you use like what I explained, but yeah, we both just had really bad experiences with him. Um, he just kind of played us, mm-hmm. and he just, you know, he got bad, he does bad behavior, sure. Yeah. That's something that can be acknowledged, and hopefully he takes accountability for when he has the opportunity to speak mm-hmm. on it, but other than that, I don't get why this is our business. Right. <laughs> I, don't, right. I don't understand why it's um, national news, and I want us to all kind of be vigilant when, consi- like, consider the source. Mm-hmm. Who are we looking to for this information? Reality Steve? Are we sure? Yeah. Is that, is that really who we want to be getting info from, research mm-hmm. from, resources from? Yeah. Fuck that. No. no. I don't trust that man as far as I can throw him. I've right. seen his bias. Um, and, yeah, it's just inherently ignorant um, to hold Nate to a standard that nobody else in this this franchise is really held to because forgiveness is going to be accessible for the white male presenting bodies Uh on this show. Correct. Yeah. But it is not going to be as accessible for folks of color. Correct. Uh Uh-huh. Right. So I go more into that in the post. The only other thing that's come out, which I actually think is more concerning is Nate in 2019. Of course, somebody on Reddit had nothing but time and went through all of Nate's previous tweets Mm. And found that he liked in around 2019 a quote, uh, a tweet from Sean Hannity Hmm. spreading misinformation about gun violence in Chicago. Mm -hmm. Um, He liked a transphobic tweet from what is this ugly white man's name? Ben Uh, Shapiro. Shapiro. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, And Candace Owens. Mm -hmm. Was I surprised? No. No. No, we are watching a show that has built its foundation on hetero, white, Christian, romantic ideals. Mm-hmm. I expect half the contestants to be Republican. Right, right. And they're... The history of... No, go ahead. They're very particular about the type of... Uh, the mm-hmm. type of minority contestants they allow on the show. They, we saw it with... Absolutely. We saw it with Matt James. We saw it with... We saw it with them picking Matt, who was never on the show, as The Bachelor over someone like Mike... Mike Johnson. Yep. Um, we saw it with yes. them, um, you know, bringing in Tasha, which we love Tasha, but you know, over some of the other, some of the other contestants who were also fan favorites who could have been bachelorettes before her. Um, you know, mm-hmm. they're very particular about the type of minorities that they that they gave the platform to, and the type of minorities that they, they want will them literally... to align with the views exactly. that their their target demographic have mm-hmm. and we are not their target demographic no. there's a lot of us out here uh-huh. but we're not the people that they're concerned right. with watching this show right. they're trying to pretend like they're playing to our interests mm-hmm. with you know increased diversity trying right. to change what representation looks like mm-hmm. But they really have no interest in no. Um, acknowledging the, the full breadth of yeah. um, what blackness looks like, what Asian representation looks like. They want people that fit into their mold. Mm-hmm. And finding out that Nate is an eclectic Ben Carson yeah. <laughs> is giving, like, hipster Clarence Thomas. Yeah. I'm, yeah. I mean, I can't, I can't even say I'm surprised. No, I'm not surprised. He also lives in Wicker Park, which is, like, very hipster but also very white and like 
it's giving like privileged hipster area to live mm-hmm. in Chicago. Um, you know, if he was living in the South Loop or in Hyde Park or in Bronzeville, sure. it, would be, it would be a different story. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, no tea, no shade to break a park. I go get my nails done over there. Um, but still, <laughs> <laughs> my nail tech just moved his salon over there. So I'd be in Wicker Park to get my nails done. But that's really the only time you're going to see me over there. Um, which is hilarious because that's just, a, that reminds me, you know, have you heard about the retired hot Cheeto girl trend that no, started? No, I haven't. Uh-uh. It's white girls running around making TikTok saying, I'm a retired hot Cheeto girl. And they are posting like photos and videos from when they used to hang out with black kids and what? wear big hoop earrings and uh, slick their hair back. Yeah. Do you remember the hot Cheeto I, girl? I know like that, but I was I'm a, not... I was a hot Cheeto girl and I was a fucking like, nerd. White but people are not yeah. involved in that. So why? Not, they really <laughs> so aren't. Why? But essentially it's white girls saying, I used to be ghetto. I used to be ratchet. Mm. And now I'm a clean girl. And it's like, bitch, first of all, the aesthetic is the same. And it's black. Yeah. Like, chill out. Right. Um, but hearing that your nail tech moved his salon over there, um, mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, yeah, because white girls love full sets. Now. Oh, yeah, they love full sets. He moved it because my original nail salon did burn down um but <laughs> but um, no. but so he left and he's now all on his own and got a nice space at Mercury park so happy for him and his wife um good for him but your nails be looking good as thank fuck. you yeah he's been holding me down for the past year and a half or whatever but um but yeah no i be going over there to get my nails done and the white girls be also over there getting their full sets and they nail art and blah 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 Mm-hmm. Yeah, it tracks. And so um, I think it's a really cool. Uh, is it disappointing? Absolutely. Right. To to see that he holds transphobic views. Mm-hmm. Um, but seeing a black man on this show that just so happens to hold those views, it's not surprising. Right. right? It's why we were um, so curious about Matt James, mm-hmm. especially considering like <laughs> we went to church with Matt James for a bit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Um, and we know the views that are held by that previous church we used to go mm-hmm. to. Yeah. Um, so I think it's definitely something to take into consideration and more than anything, because these tweets are about three or so years old. He, somebody, I don't know if it was him mm-hmm. or what, but somebody went back and unliked the tweets. Yeah. Obviously it had al- already been screenshotted. Yeah. But once again, there are a couple of questions at play here. First of all, this is an opportunity for us to check in with ourselves and really say, like, what does accountability look like? Like, what do we want to hear mm-hmm. from Nate here? Yeah. Do we want to hear that in the last three years in the midst of these? Because this is before 2020, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Um, this is before, as Chris Harrison says, this is before racism, racism really started. Right. right. Racism didn't so, exist in um, 2018. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So in this time period that has passed since 2019, and I remember these fucking tweets. Mm-hmm. I remember seeing them. I remember being so annoyed. Um, but has he grown? Mm-hmm. Has he started unlearning some of these like hateful views right. and this rhetoric? Has he stopped? Has he learned to stop spreading misinformation and actually knows about the fallacies that come within um, uh, specifically penalizing gun violence and predominantly black uh, areas mm-hmm. and urbanized areas mm-hmm. like has he learned anything does he have the willingness to uh does yeah does he have the willingness to and us as an audience do we want to make room for right. that we always talk about transformative justice and change and restorative justice but what happens when we as an audience only know how to punish somebody penally right 
you know, what, what kind of room are we making for folks to actually like take accountability for their actions and move towards understanding and hopefully changing their views? Mm-hmm. I definitely gave up on the Ben Shapiro's, the Hannity's and the Candace Owens of the world. Right. Like I'm good on that. Yeah, exactly. um, but is there a conversation to be had about these views? And also, is there an opportunity to educate people who don't understand the history of transphobia, especially within the black community, especially amongst black males and how it actually puts black trans lives on the line when they are on the front lines of fighting for our liberation. What happens when we have a conversation about the misinformation that's spread about gun violence in urbanized areas and the fallacy of black on black crime? Mm -hmm. What happens when we (laughs) decide to divest from information being spread by people like Candace Owens who time and time again have been proven to spread lies as a means to get their agenda forward. You know, can we really sit back and critique if we don't educate ourselves on where the history, where this shit is rooted in the first place? Um, Also, why and who is, why are we specifically looking every single time? Why are we looking for something to be wrong with the minorities on the show at all times? Yeah. People are like, oh, he should have scrubbed his shit better. It's like, no, we would have found out eventually. Yeah. But why are you looking? What are you looking exactly. for in the first place? Exactly. What are you trying to prove? Mm-hmm. Even if it is a person of color that found the likes on the tweet, why do you got so much time on your hands right. that this is what you're looking for? Right. You ain't want to look to see where Hayden was on January fucking 6th? Exactly. You weren't curious about, uh, and people are coming out talking about Rachel Recchia's um, views as a Republican. Okay, well, let's investigate. Does right. she is she against abortion? Like, you know what I mean? Like, what mm-hmm. are we really looking for this shit for? And why the moment someone goes on reality television is their humanity called into question um, for things they've done in the past? And when they finally get the opportunity to acknowledge them, we have no interest in offering them a chance to reconcile. Right. Like, what are our goals here? So that's some of the shit that'll probably go into the post. It might be considered a hot take, but I do think a lot of nuances being missed from the conversation because Nate could still be like, you know, the gem of the human being we see on the show. He just might have some shitty ass dating habits and some poop ass views. Yeah. (laughs) You know, we can't have nothing nice over here, though. That's 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 what I've learned this week yeah. is we can't have nothing nice in this franchise. Not, not man nigga can just go on this show and be on this no. show or the ones, the At ones all. who might, you know, be what we actually want to see and what the, the types of minorities. And I'll just speak for black folks in general. Cause that's who we are um, <laughs> for the, the type of people that <laughs> black folks maybe want to see. They don't get no airtime like the Michaels, yeah. like the Mario's, like the, who else went home? Uh, Qu- Quincy, Quentin, what's his name? Quincy. Yes. Uh, Quincy. Like yeah. Quentin. Uh, <laughs> like, uh, that's a good that's name a good though. Name he too. he looked like right. a, he might be he looked more like a Quentin than he looked like a Quincy. Right. He might I be like Quentin. Quentin. Um, but like them, like and and the franchise knows they will put you know uh, I can't remember the the phrase that you use, but like they they will put us they will put us on there, um, but they're not gonna. They're not going to give us the mic. They're not going to give us the floor. They're not going to give us really much of anything other than like, giving us a couple uh, I- ITMs and a couple little funny mm-hmm. moments to be the funny black friend or whatever, um, yeah. or the stylish black friend. But like, once again, we don't get to see any depth. The only time we will actually get to learn more about these black folks is when some 
non POC or somebody goes digging for something shady that they can bring up to pull these people down. And that's when we decide we want to yeah. give them space and talk about them. I'm tired of it's seeing it. It's one of those things. I'm I'm over it. I'm tired. It's <laughs> it reminds me of, you know, the the standard we already know that we're being watched in these spaces, right? Mm-hmm. The contestants, the black contestants know it. Mm-hmm. Um, any minority contestant, I believe, has an awareness of them being watched. Mm-hmm. But I, I will say that I believe that um, black folks on this show know they have to come to this space with a different energy. Right. And even us as viewers, even us as folks who observe and make content based on what we see, we know that we can't be as reckless as a reality Steve and just go chat and shit without being fully informed. Hmm. We know that, like, I can't hop on a mic like Becca right. and Jess on Chatty Broads and just talk talk about my opinion on something. I have to come with research. Mm-hmm. Right. I have to be able to come. I have exactly. to come to a space correct because exactly. I already know that there are ex- an extra set of eyes over here. Mm-hmm. Um, and that is the, like something that is afforded to, I think, um, white bodies in this space. We see it with... Um, Maddie Pruitt. Yeah. Right. People are like, well, she's like the most hated girl in Bachelor Nation. It's like, no. Mm-mm. I mean, people be ragging on her, but it's because she deserves to be right. ragged like, on. Y'all forgot like, about Rachel Lindsay. Y'all forgot about like the treatment that she got. Mm-mm, I can't. Yeah. It's like the kind of hatred is different. Exactly. Because at the end of the, at the end of the day, black bodies usually have to cut ties from the space entirely in order to escape the abuse and the violent mistreatment that they face Mm -hmm. and the fact that they cannot capitalize on the real reward of this game now, which is social capital, Mm -hmm. social financial capital. Mm -hmm. Like they can't, they can't access the same audiences. Even, even I was looking and once again, like not everything's about Instagram followers, whatever. We won't get into Piper and Brendan once again, but, um, but I will, even this season, you know, you look, you look at, I actually looked today at like Eric's Instagram at Logan's Instagram. Mm -hmm. Um, Who else? Maybe I actually didn't really, those are the, I think the two that I looked at, but like, um, and then you look at, I, I, Michael's Instagram. I looked at his Instagram today. Michael does not have 2000 followers. Mm -hmm. This man is on the show until week five. Yes. Have we really seen him much? Not, not really. This week was the first time we heard him talk really honestly um, but um right but still we the difference the difference in, in the access to capital and access to uh or just the way the way that people receive them nobody is nobody really cares for you mm-hmm. as a yeah. as a contestant of color on this show and so when 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 things like with maddie pruitt or something um y'all have grace for her Y'all say, oh, yeah, I don't like her, but y'all will never come as hard for Maddie Pruitt as you came as hard for um, for Rachel Lindsay, as you came as hard for Taylor Nolan, as you came like you y'all will never y'all will say, yeah, we don't like Maddie. Um, Yeah, Rachel is a Republican, blah, blah, blah. But that's it. That's the end. Like y'all don't really go into tearing them down as a human being the way that y'all do these other contestants, the way that y'all do Taisha. You know, it's not it's not the same. It's not the same. And our goal isn't to tear anybody down over here. But right. if we're going to be 
um, offering social commentary, we have to come in from the lens that we have access to and the experience we have access to. So we're going to explore the nuance of this shit, mm-hmm. right? I'm not just going to come at Nate <laughs> because like, it's giving, you know, niggas ain't shit, but hoes and tricks. Right. Like, sure. Yeah. Gotcha. That's fine for us to be, uh, to observe. But what if it came out that Jason was also that kind of guy? Exactly. Exactly. What would be the energy there? And you, y'all know I love Jason. Like Jason mm-hmm. is a, uh, he don't, he doesn't know that he's a friend of the podcast, but yeah. he is a friend of the podcast. Yeah. And I, it's not that I know where he lives. It's just that I lived in his apartment complex. You know what I right. mean? Um, I just so happened to be neighbors with him for a little bit. Shout out my homie. Um, and not, not Jason, my homie. You, my homie, if you're listening, you know who yeah, I'm talking yeah. about. Anyways, um, the standards are not the same. Right. They truly, they just, they just aren't. There's a reason why, um, like, and, and I guess it can't come as a surprise. Also, we look at Nate and like, he's friends with Peter Weber. So what do we really expect his views to be in the first place? Right. Period. But people are fine with Peter Weber now. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Pe- Peter- people are like, oh, he's cool people. And he very well could be cool people. But when we talk about him, we have to consider the nuance of a lot of his views. Yeah. Right. Um, because he lead he leads with exactly. Them. You know, he leads with a mother who loves to misquote and misrepresent the Bible. Mm -hmm. That's something that has to be (laughs) called into question. Um, But then we see, like, bodies in this space like Piper. I think it's one of the reasons why we did not publicly um, release our open letter to Piper. We sent it to her privately because that is the best way for us to be, Mm -hmm. um, like, in actual community with exactly. her if we have access to her and we we know her like that's the best way for us to be like hey sis let, let's call you in yeah. i'm not about to call you out yeah. but let me call you in because right. this is looking a little messy and we also know that there's a lot at play here especially the edit especially exactly. these producers and this franchise that don't give a fuck about the people that participate they care about their product at the end of the day right. they care about what they're putting out they care about getting attention they care about clickbait like that's what they want right um but it's different because we like we can call in brendan that's a different that like that's a different conversation we can make that public because he has access and privilege to a different kind of social capital than piper does you know that conversation is just different the way it holds in space because of the bodies that they've been born into and the way society decides to engage with them Mm -hmm. um and I think that's something that has to be taken into consideration when we are looking at this whole Nate thing. It's not looking good by any means. Yeah, no, it's not. <laughs> you know, no longer am I the treasurer in the Nathan, no, not Nathan, Nate Stan Club. That's okay. Yeah, yeah, that's <laughs> uh, okay. He definitely isn't somebody that I want my friend to date. Do I want, now am I looking forward to Gabby potentially breaking up with him in Amsterdam next week? Next week? Yeah, okay. hell yeah. Was I? Wh- I was like, okay. When I went to Wicker Park Fest, what was that, like two weeks ago, was I low-key hoping to see him? Yes. <laughs> but. Yeah, I'm curious. I, I'm nosy. Right, I want to see. I want to see. Like, I want to know what this man is about in real life, IRL. Um, but now I'm like. Mm. not really i'm not really surprised um and yeah i'm yeah i can't well like my said we'll go into it more in our post i kind of feel like this is a nice little bonus because obviously we didn't get not one into the dang episode um (laughs) so this is just gonna be a little bonus epi um for y'all and then we'll come with the actual recap so you're welcome 
this is a very spontaneous in the moment. We were not trying to do two releases, but y'all are getting blessings on blessings on a Friday because once again, we have come midday with energy and I really f feel like, wow, we have, we have done so well today and there's more to give. Okay. So, um, thank you, Michaela, for that dissertation on Nate <laughs> and everything, the mess that we already know that Bachelor Nation is and the harm that it perpetuates on contestants of color. Um, and unfortunately, I hate to say it, but we're going to keep seeing it until there is some major change in this in this franchise. And that's partly why we are here and why we are doing this podcast and trying to be a friendly but firm but black AF but mm -hmm. unapologetic voice um, within this franchise because it is needed. Somebody gonna have to say it and we are happy to be the ones because we will constantly be the ones to open our mouths first. <laughs> So, um, yeah, I think the goal is for us to like yield room to like make an impact that can offer change and an opportunity for us to reframe what this show looks like. Uh -huh. And I think there's a lot of reframing this show could use yeah. in order to update itself. I just don't think it has interest in Correct. updating itself because yeah. it's still catering itself to the same audience they thought they had in 2002 right. now. Right. Um, but yeah, we just want to like yield impact when we can. And I'm not saying Rachel Lindsay said, said we're, we're, you know, helping make change but i'm saying that rachel Lindsay <laughs> said we're helping make change so yeah. um we'll keep trying to apply the pressure but mm -hmm. i think this is a really good opportunity for us as an audience to reframe um what we're watching what our expectations are of the the show that we're watching of the people that are going on this show yeah. so that we're not constantly surprised especially when the target is still on the backs of the people of color that are engaging with this. So, you know, always consider the source, ask questions, um, call in your bias when you have the opportunity. Maybe this is a really cool opportunity for y'all to ask us some questions like, yo, I didn't even realize that I was coming from this, like exactly. from a bias standpoint. Exactly. I didn't even consider the implications of like what it means to hold space in a white femme presenting body um, and like just coincidentally release this information um, in tandem with like a, another white superpower, air quotes, um, that exists in a predominantly white-led franchise um, as a campaign for cancellation. I didn't even consider the fact that there's a difference between accountability and cancellation. Right. Let's also like look at what we do with the information that we're given. Like, do we take time with it? Do we like let it sit? Mm -hmm. um, or do we just run rampant and wild and forget that nuance gets lost in digital space? Correct. Like, what are we doing? What are we doing as we take yeah. up space, um, exploring this franchise? Mm -hmm. And um, once again, this is in no way, shape, or form to excuse Nate's right. behavior. Like, we are we ain't are not on that nigga side. Mm -hmm. We're just saying we are not surprised because niggas ain't shit right. but hoes and tricks. Uh, but we knew that already. And just, we also knew that black bodies on this show, you know, they do be having some interesting views. They, they, they do. do. They really do. Uh, but this is a great chance for us to offer information and education to hopefully help maybe a listener who might hold some of the same views. Yeah. yeah. You know, um, offer some nuance, some layers, and call in, call into question why this shit is coming out about Nate in the first place. Mm -hmm. Of all the niggas we got on the right. show. And by niggas, I just mean all of the right. men. Okay? <laughs> right. We got all of right. these whole whites. Yeah. 
all of these whole whites in our lords 2022. Yeah. And you telling me that, that this this is the shit that reality Steve found in his inbox that was the most right. pressing? Mm-mm. I'm calling bullshit. Exactly. So um, exactly. thank you guys so much. I hope you guys enjoy this little bonus episode yes. and we'll be back with y'all later today to get into week five. week five we are one week away from hometowns Woo! cannot wait one week all right y'all thanks for listening we'll um see you talk to you for the recap all right bye yeah bye